Live from Los Angeles, you're listening to the Insurmountable Lead with Chilmo Frill and DB. What's up, everybody? I am Chilmo Frill. And I am DB. And you're here with us on the Insurmountable Lead. After years of discussion and ta- thoughts, and are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? Uh, here We're we doing are. It. We're here. We're doing it. It's exciting, and we're glad you're here. Um, the insurmountable lead was uh, something that we have been talking about for ages, and how we got to the name insurmountable lead is also an interesting story, which we won't bore you too far with. However, we did have some other contenders that I thought were pretty smart, and that uh, maybe our listeners would be interested in hearing about. We're going to be a, a sports-centric podcast, uh, so we were trying to dig deep with some sports cliches that could appeal to the masses. So, chin music. Uh, shut down corner. <laughs> or some, uh, one that nearly missed the cut was uh, Tremendous Upside. Jay Billis, we're looking at you, buddy. <laughs> so uh, we, we actually settled on the Insurmountable League. We're really happy with it. We think it uh, uh, evokes, uh, you know, some prestige to what we're going to do and, uh, you know, let you know that we're, we hope to be on somewhat of the cutting edge of, of sports news and discussion. And we want to be ahead of the game, and we hope that we'll allow you to stay ahead of the game in the sports world as well. Uh, so for us, there's a variety of ways that we would like to skin this cat. However, we are Los Angelinos by nature. Born and raised. Third generation for myself. And so it would only follow suit that we would jump into a local topic that is actually national news, and that is the potential return of the St. Louis Rams to Los Angeles. Oh, it's, Can I tell you that? The fact that you still that you say St. Louis Rams pains me to no end. It hurt coming out of my mouth. <laughs> there, there are people you, you know. We, we of course we are avid followers of all local professional sports teams. Uh, bleeding blue for Dodgers uh, is one thing. Always. Uh, Chill and I just had a special connection uh, growing up in Los Angeles and being Los Angeles Rams fans and. Certainly in a time in our formative years when there was two teams in Los Angeles and the other being the Raiders, and at times the community was split, and we often were looked kind of sideways. We, what? You guys are – oh, you're the only Rams fans? Yeah, we caught a lot of flack for that, and I don't, think it, I don't think it ended until they moved, uh, which for me was one of the hardest days that I can remember as a young sports fan in this town because I – you know, like many people in this town, grew up with the Rams as a humongous part of my life. My grandfather had season tickets at the Coliseum. It was just part of growing up here. And it was, it's even when they moved to Anaheim, there there wasn't, uh, you know, to me, the Angels, even though they're now the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, to no, me, they're, they're still not a Los Angeles sports team. And even no, they're not. when the Rams moved to Anaheim, to me, there was no disconnect. They were still the Los Angeles Rams. And even though the Raiders played in the Coliseum, to me, they were always the Oakland Raiders. It didn't hurt the fact that when the Rams moved to Anaheim, they had a bespectacled running back named Eric Dickerson who <laughs> basically tore the league up at Jerry well. curls that won't stop. I was lucky enough to actually be at the game where he broke the single-season rushing record. It's one of those things that I'll never forget. Well, it's, uh, it's um, even I was there was a, a, a snippet on uh, the NFL Network, one of their top ten shows recently, and one of the, the the topics was like flash in the pan, like who are these players that that came on and then you never heard from, and number eight was a quarterback, took over for Pat Hayden. Don't the, say it. The year the uh, he had the looks and everything, Mr. Vince Ferragamo. Wow. And uh, you know, just seeing the highlights of Vince Ferragamo throwing a pass to Billy Waddy. Mm. And Lawrence McCutcheon, 
you know, running the ball, it just, it, it, it just brought back such memories. I, I know um, Carol Rosenblum died mysteriously. Uh, Georgia Franieri, we can, <laughs> we can all say, was uh, not the best owner. Um, it's being nice, actually. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, really, it, it just tore my heart out when, when they left. And I personally, I know that there were other people that didn't feel this way, but I personally walked away from the Rams as a franchise and, the minute they passed. And I'm glad, and I'm glad you said that because I had friends that you know, like us, were were diehard fans and continued to root for the St. Louis Rams. And One of the hardest things I can remember was when the Rams beat the Titans in the '99 Super Bowl. If that guy in the Titans had an arm that was like six inch longer. I'd be a happy kid. I, I watched that Super Bowl with just pain. And to see her holding up that trophy and saying, this is for St. Louis, um, yeah. I, I, I've never really wished death on anybody, but I, <laughs> I got pretty close that day when Georgia picked the trophy up. That was, uh, that was a difficult, difficult moment for well, me. Well, and, and, you know, uh, so, you know, if they had moved – so I put myself in, in Cleveland Browns uh, fan shoes. They left – and went to Baltimore, but they were the Baltimore Ravens. Right. I, I haven't walked a mile in a, in a Browns fan shoes, but to me, if they were the St. Louis Cardinals, <laughs> whatever they might be, um, I, I, I don't think it would sting as bad, but it was the Rams, and they still had the helmet that I love, the uniform that I love, and it was it was heartbreaking. That's one of the things about, you know, uh, teams when they relocate that always bothered me it's like when the new orleans jazz moved to utah why did they why did they stay the jazz what about <laughs> utah never, brings jazz to mind you've never been to a late night all you could drink jazz club in salt lake city has anyone no well i just it, that just fundamentally that seems wrong to me like if you're going to go out of your way to relocate a team then shouldn't you rebrand the team as well and make it relevant to that particular city yes lakers aside uh, just because it's... Uh, the, oh, the, yeah. I forgot about oh, those guys. <laughs> Wait, you didn't step out of your house here and step in the one of 10,000 lakes that reside in the San Fernando Valley? I mean, I know we're going through a tremendous drought here in California, but we, apparently I never we saw could, that. We could use 9,000 lakes right Take now. Take a lake. Um, yeah, totally. And, and not only that, but, um, uh, you know, record books and things like that. You know, and I, I'm sure Isaac Bruce is, has all the records for the St. Louis Rams, but... Does that mean he's the record holder for the Los Angeles Rams as well? He never played it down in L.A. Tell that to Henry Ellard. He'd be pissed. <laughs> so um, so this kind of leads us back. Is in, in the news, we have heard for years and years and years the NFL is coming back to L.A. and all the teams that have used Los Angeles as leverage. Uh, Mr. Stan Kroenke now, who is the owner of the St. Louis Rams. Listen, everything we've heard in the media – uh, all the factual information with regards to the land acquisition, it, it's really sounding like this really might happen, that the Rams might actually be moving back to L.A. Uh, and Inglewood, which is closer than Anaheim. And I can handle Inglewood. I can, too. I can I can handle I would have loved to have seen that whole Farmer's Field thing downtown wow. happen. Um, but Inglewood uh, versus Irwindale, Carson, uh, to me, is a, is a much more appealing venue. Well, I'm I'm pleased that they're making progress, and I do feel like some sense of trepidation in getting too excited about it because I feel like we've been down this road a few times with the Ed Roski group, yep. with AEG, yep. with Irwindale, yep. and yet every time we get our hopes up, that we kind of get cut out at the knees. And for for and then we're the stuck rooting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. 
Those were rough days. <laughs> but for the life of me, I can't understand why the NFL isn't rushing to urgency to get a team or two now, as they're being discussed, back in the second largest media market in the country. And that leads me to to another thought. Why? So every time you hear a new update or news story about uh, the Rams are coming back to L.A., the stadium proposal has been developed, the, you keep hearing the NFL is insisting that two teams be placed in the Los Angeles market. Why Why is there a necessity to have two teams for a market that for the last 20 years has had zero? Yeah, I don't really get that one either because I would think that they would try to go all in with one team that they could get the entire city to be behind and really rally towards. But yet now you're going to have divisive interests here. If you have a second team that's going to be a transplant from somewhere potentially local, Chargers, Raiders, and then – what have you got? You've got competing interests. And if I'm and if I'm Stan Kroenke and I've just spent two billion dollars to build this new stadium, how are my interests being served if another team's coming in and sharing my market? I mean, you hear Jerry Jones is 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 uh, you know making a big deal about the Raiders or whoever moving to San Antonio, which is hundreds of miles away. The state of Texas could certainly support another team. They can have them. <laughs> but now we're talking about our Los Angeles area being represented by two teams. To me, it just doesn't make sense. So let's just say we fast forward a couple years here. Things go the way that we anticipate them to go, that we're hopeful that they'll go. And the Rams do find their way back from St. Louis. How how are you going to feel about that? Like uh, uh, a kid on Christmas morning. Are you going to literally dust off your yellow Ram shirt and don it like it never left? Well, I I would don my helmet, but I think I recall flinging it off a cliff in uh, in Isla Vista, California, one Monday night when the Rams yet again got beat by the Saints or the 49ers. But um, yes, unequivocally, yes, I've been... uh, Oh God! And I hope they change the uniforms back to the to the old blue and yellow. Please, and, um, I, I I would because again I think you know I've disassociated myself with the whole St. Louis experience, and um, while I root for the Chargers, I have a rooting interest in them because I kind of always have just from an AFC standpoint. I want that passion. I want to have a team, an NFL team that I am passionate about. Um, I don't know. It doesn't sound like you. Share the sentiment. I get where you're coming from. It makes perfect sense to me. But I have a hard time getting past the whole we snuck out the back door for a better deal situation. And I... We are the better deal now. But that doesn't make that doesn't necessarily make it any better or that doesn't take away the sting of the past 20 years for me. So, so what, what eases that pain? Would you rather have a brand new expansion franchise that's going to suck horrifically... For years and years and years, you go. You want the you want, you want the Los Angeles Buccaneers to go oh for their first twenty six. You know what's sick and wrong is I kind of do. Ugh. I kind of do want my own fresh team. I want to I want to be in from the beginning. Wait a minute, you realize the Rams have not worn squat in the last you know five six years. By the way, True. although I will say <laughs> that I do love Jeff Fisher as a, a Trojan that I am, and he's a Trojan alumni, and I do like the way that he coaches and the way that he prepares his teams, but. I don't even think that's going to be enough for me to turn the corner. Now, maybe things will all change and there'll be a groundswell of excitement and people will show up and someone will hand me tickets every Sunday and I'll be like, yeah, I was always a Rams fan. I, I, if you, I guarantee if I show up at your house with a blue Rams hat that says Los Angeles Rams with the logo on there and hand it to you and we go and we watch a game on TV and they say the Los Angeles Rams, 
I give you to the end of the halfway through the first quarter. You're on board. If it is blue with the yellow scripted of, font on of there, of course I will. I will search and scour for a circa 1986 Rams hat for you. That if they come, that will be my gift to you. Those of you fans that happen to have any of this Rams paraphernalia <laughs> on hand, please hold on to it because you will get top dollar for it from us if and when the Rams do move back from St. Louis. Well, I think it's uh, it's it's an interesting topic, one that I'm sure we'll debate as uh, the weeks progress, and and certainly more information is is made available into the media. Let's just uh, um, I, we're just ca- I'm cop- cautiously optimistic that it might happen, and I uh, can't wait to uh, see what's next. Maybe we should change the name of our show to Cautiously Optimistic. Ooh, I like that. Something to consider here. Another name. All right. Well, uh, until next time, this has been DB. I am Chilmo Frill. Thank you for joining us on the Insurmountable Lead.